0: So welcome. I'm Mary Wood for the San Francisco Ballet Center for Dance Education and I'm so pleased to be here with you in the War Memorial Opera House in San Francisco and to welcome you to this Meet the Artist program and to the opening night of Program 2 on Tuesday, February 18, 2014. The Center for Dance Education produces many, many programs, including the Points of View programs that occur on Wednesday evenings, the um, Ballet 101 series, the Talks on Dance, programs for children here in the Opera House as well as out in the community. The CDE, CDE as it's known, (laughs) is uh, directed by Charles Chip McNeil uh, with Cecilia Beam as Adult Education Coordinator. As many of you know, these programs are recorded for podcasting on the Ballet's website, and I really encourage you to go there. There's just lots to entertain you and inform you. Um, It's sfballet.org. You can find podcasts of previous interviews and lectures, as well as looking for the ones that come along down the season. So again, welcome to this evening's Meet the Artist Program and this evening's performance. So it's an absolute delight for me to be in conversation tonight with principal dancer Ruben Martín Thank
1: you. It's great to be here.
0: Um, this evening is exciting, as most of our opening nights are, because it's the premiere of Val Canaparoli's newest work for San Francisco Ballet. Uh, Ruben will be appearing in the ballet in one of Val's alternating casts. And so I'm looking forward to what he has to say about the creative process with Val. I also wanted to, um, you know, we call this series Meet the, Meet the Artist. And Ruben, you have been with the company now for a long time.
1: It's been a long time. So
0: you joined, I think, in two, the year 2000. That's right. That's what the bio says. Mm-hmm. Um, and you were promoted to principal dancer in 2006, I believe. And we've seen you in just a remarkable number of roles. One of the things that I think the audience enjoys hearing from the dancers is the range of roles you dance. The worst question is, which is your favorite part? <laughs> but So I won't ask that. <laughs> what um, kinds I of parts? I was prepared for that, actually. Oh, you, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm kidding. <laughs> um,
0: let's, let's start broad. What kinds of parts do you like to dance over all the many that you have danced?
1: Well, it's gone through a process. Ever since I started, because most of us get this uh, amazing cl- classical training, we really enjoy to dance the classical um, repertoire, mostly. As you become more comfortable with uh, the array of different works that we do, especially in this company, you start finding your own um, resonance to uh, different type of movement. So I started uh, liking classical ballet so much, and that's what I wanted to do all of my career. And then I discovered that I was limiting myself by just doing that and uh, trying new ways of movement and new ways of expressing myself that um, it was also a very, very uh, rewarding, rewarding thing. So, I I've gone through all kinds of, uh, let's say, liking different movements. Uh, um, you go back when once you got an interesting role to to work on. You of course your your appetite grows for that again. So um, at the beginning, and as I said, I, I really enjoy dancing the classical. Um, repertoire then, uh, as I discovered more of the newer works, I started really enjoying that and finding uh, great deal satisfaction on that. And then as I was um, given the challenge to do the full length, I started um, growing the appetite back for the classical, and now I'm kind of a little bit in the whole scheme of things.
0: So the contemporary works, um, as well as the classics, and you've done the lead roles in the classics. I'm thinking particularly of Albrecht. um,
1: Albrecht Swanlake. uh, Siegfried. Siegfried, all, of course, wonderful names. Um, Onegin.
0: Mm -hmm. That's Um, right. Mm -hmm.
1: What else? Uh, Florimund. Florimund.
0: (laughs) Quiz. Who's Florimund the star of? Good one. Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Somebody said it. Um, the, if you go, as I encourage you to do always, to the ballet's website, and you go to the section about the dancers, there's a biography of each of the dancers. And one of the new features on the page is a video. And I had more fun looking at your video recently.
1: Can I ask Why? <laughs>
0: because it goes back quite a long time and a very wide range of the roles you danced. And of course, the editors had the advantage of being able to just clip the most stunning moments from many, many works and snapping you doing four or five pirouettes flawlessly. It's wonderful. Well you
1: haven't seen that recently? <laughs> um, Excuse me. <laughs>
0: But I had to say it reminded me that one of my favorite roles that you danced was in Anthony Tudor's *Lilac Garden*, and you danced the lover. And did you ever did you do the other part as well? Have you, no, no, so just maybe the lover. that that always comes later in a career. Um,
1: <laughs> maybe it's coming. So
0: that was an opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Something an, soon. <laughs> an opportunity for you to do a character. And to dance um, the work of a great 20th century choreographer. The other one I love was your interpretation of one of the sailors in Fancy Free. Oh yes. Unfortunately, I don't think that's on in video. Does anyone here remember seeing Fancy Free and seeing Ruben do that fabulous sailor?
1: <laughs> that was a blast. That was definitely a blast. Yeah. So
0: you do you enjoy doing a character?
1: I, I I find ease in um, finding the car- the character within myself. I enjoy that more actually than dancing uh, the abstract mm-hmm. uh, type ballets. Um, I love finding meaning of what I do in general, and uh, I think dance is the greatest opportunities that i that I have to to really uh, explore that so Dancing that, as well as dancing, um, for example, Onegin, which has a very, um, very deep uh, layers of uh, of uh, the, the character that you can bring out, was is always a is always a pleasure and a great challenge. But that's that's a, that ballet is a blast. It takes a while actually to like um, to really really abs- your body to really absorb it because it's very specific. But once, once your, button, your muscle memory uh, gets it and you just go out there and have fun, it's, it's really a blast.
0: One of the things that I'm seeing your name popping up um, is as a teacher. And more and more, I see your name is listed as a guest teacher in the San Francisco Ballet School. Um, how are you um, approaching being? a teacher as you look at the young generations of dancers coming up, um, blending your training, which is exemplary. You have fabulous teachers in your background. Talk about how you're approaching teaching.
1: Well, it's actually harder than I initially thought. So as a dancer, one really tries to explore the different um, abilities that uh, one might have. So um, I started teaching a few years ago. Just, uh, I think it's a normal, a normal exploration for all dancers that are getting to a certain age. Um, I decided to give it a try. What?
0: Just, you said it, I didn't.
1: Well, still young, of course, and especially in heart, all things said. <laughs> um, but <laughs> that exploration comes kind of instinctively, and. Um, Dancers veered towards different different fields, choreography, more kind of management uh, focus roles, teaching roles, etc. So um, I started teaching as a as a way of of exploration myself, and I really um, felt that it was it was something that was resonating with who I am and what I want to do in the world of dance. Um, teaching, of course takes years to master, and I'm only at the beginning, of course, but uh, I have found, and also through the staff in the school, um, I have found a lot of encouragement and good words of uh, advice and support, and uh, I love it myself. I love to transplant all the the knowledge that I have acquired through the years, and just uh, try to introduce it to the next generations, um, including um, different aspects of dance—not just the technical part of it, but um, the psychological part of it, the musical part of it, and uh, many other aspects that are involved in it. So it's been a very, it's been a very, very hard and rewarding at the same time to see. Once you have a continuation of that, to see the progress of your work and how to get into the different personalities of the different students and, and things like that. So
0: do you think it's helpful that you are teaching while you are still actively performing and doing doing the movements yourself
1: yes i think it's important i think it's important especially now um i have found my i would say second or third youth in my dancing career through teaching because uh, she keeps laughing at me
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah through, through teaching, you get to analyze and explore, um, of course, what you've been trying to master for many years. You never end up, I, f- I find, completely mastering because that's impossible. You cannot know anything there is about something. But um, through this different outlook that you have in order to transplant it to others, you actually, it, it sticks with you a lot more, I would say, than being the subject and having the teacher telling you something, and you're like, you're talking to me? What? I don't think so. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it's, in that sense, it's very, it's very wor- rewarding. And, uh, and also, uh, get, I get interested in other aspects, too, that um, as far as teacher is concerned, concern, not just the technical aspect of it. so. There's many things that come up, and that, uh, it seems almost overwhelming to cover you know in one class.
0: There are many students ahead of you, I know. <laughs> um, you are, as we mentioned, um, in one of the alternating casts of the world premiere of Val Cannaparelli's ballet Tears, which will premiere tonight. Um, This week, this next couple of weeks of repertoire, really is a kind of a celebration of new work, and I think it's very exciting. Um, We know that director Helgi Thomason is deeply committed to constantly producing new work. It's exciting to have one of those works be from the hometown guy, Val. Um, Val is a, is a remarkable, remarkably um, um, a word for varied. Um, <laughs> diverse. Diverse, thank you. Choreographer. And Says the foreign. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sorry. And I know that you've been in other works that he has created. Mm-hmm. Give us a snapshot of the ballet tiers, what we can expect, what, what part of the multifaceted vowel will we see
1: It's an an abstract ballet that uh, he's created off of an idea that um, is very relevant today. I won't go into detail about it, but um, I'm sure you can uh, take a look at the program and and, uh, and get a little bit informed on that aspect. But he's a very—he's a very a choreographer that is very present with in the moment with the material that he has. Um, right there in front of him. So as much as we feed off of his energy and his, um, his uh, talent, he also is very receptive and he works um, very much with, with the subject. Um, he the collaboration that uh, that he does with the dancers is is a lot of back and forth and if you don't fit maybe that something that he's trying to do maybe there is a way around to make it work so in that way he's very very um, he's kind of very talented to really fit uh, with, with the material he has in front of you. He's, I mean, he's put um, pieces all over, all over the United States, I would say. Big companies, small companies. Um, I know it's Ballet does uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. some work. Yeah,
0: just this too. season, I think there are three of his works going on in the next two or three months right mm-hmm. here. Um, I have done some of the math. I believe he's done 78 ballets around the world. And plus operas, plus work with the San Francisco Symphony and other assorted kind of hard to categorize works. But he's one of the most prolific choreographers. Mm-hmm. And again, it's, it's so wonderful that he comes, th- that we get to have some of him.
1: Yeah, he creates such an atmosphere in the working environment that I think um, companies are enchanted to have him Um, Mm -hmm. around and to keep coming back.
0: Would you characterize his uh, inspiration as being um, more from his classical foundation or is it more not classical? Uh,
1: He definitely has a classical vocabulary in his work and uh, there is, uh, I would say, uh, there is a a flavor to it. he definitely—you will see um, steps that will resonate from the from the classical vocabulary, but there is a lot of uh, freedom of movement in the upper body as well. Um, it's very—it moves the piece moves a lot, choreography moves a lot. So you will see uh, dancers going from one side to the other in two, three steps, or going into in circles uh, throughout the whole throughout the whole stage and uh, which you have to have a certain level of athleticism that uh, demands a lot from your body. But uh, definitely uh, within the neoclassical range, um, he tends to uh, express at least all the stuff that I've done from him.
0: He works in a unique way with pairs, with couples. Uh, the the pas de deux. Um, talk a little bit about hard, easy... Innovative, unusual. Um,
1: it's always it's always an experiment when you work with couples. I feel like um, you are you are um, a kind of uh, put out there. I would say on the arena, but not really. But uh, so he, you're a, a blank canvas, and he's the painter that is trying to create this mood and this uh, atmosphere in whatever part of the, whatever section of the, of the piece. And um, he, I think he has, he has done a great job in this piece with the three principal couples that uh, he's uh, chosen to, to uh, have um, in the way that, you know, the, the connection and the movement really represents, you know, how they are and how they work together. Mm-hmm. So that will be interesting for you guys to explore as you as you go along the ballet, and uh, yeah, I would love to to hear some feedback.
0: Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, one more question be- for you before we let them ask questions. Um, what are we going to hear? What does it sound like?
1: It sounds. Um, it's kind of uh, it's a it's a minimalistic piece, so it has. Um, it has chosen a theme that develops throughout the piece, so it kind of builds up. Just as, as well as you will, you will notice that the that the the piece choreographically will also build up in that sense too. But very, very, very interesting piece.
0: For those of you who have come in after we started, I've been in conversation with principal dancer Ruben Martin Sintas, who is talking about the uh, working in Val Canaparoli's Ballet Tears, and we'll see that premiere tonight. But I wonder if some of you have questions that you'd like to ask of Ruben about the ballet or about himself or anything that's come to mind as we've been talking. Let's start right here, and I'll repeat the question. Uh, When you you teach, uh, do you teach the whole class or just individual? Interesting. Interesting question. Uh, when you teach, do you teach a class, a room full of, de- of students, or do you teach individuals, which we sometimes call coaching?
1: Mm-hmm. I teach. I teach both. Uh, I, in the school, uh, I would teach uh, a class of uh, maybe 10, 15 students, and. Um, they will, some people will come and ask if, uh, if it would be okay to help them with uh, a certain variation or a certain uh, hard step. So I will, I will also try to accommodate to, uh, to help as much as I can that way, too.
0: One over here, yeah. I believe you did Fawn a few years ago. Mm. It's sort of iconic said you like to develop a character. So I'm wondering how much you try to resist copying this or that, or videos or whatever. You know. I'm just wondering how you develop that. question is um, referring to uh, Afternoon of a Fawn, which is, I believe, the Robins version we're talking about, um, and liking to dance a character. And how do you develop a character mm-hmm. Are You learning using film, using coaching, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera?
1: Um, I have to say that I am what, in the ballet world, is determined as a bunhead. A a bunhead. A
0: bun head. Does everybody know what a bunhead is? So <laughs> <laughs> Define that.
1: Terry ter- knows. Nice. <laughs> um, it's, it's I would. I wouldn't get as far as an obsession, but it's a, a dedication. Um, so, I like to do a lot of research, uh, especially when I'm studying new new um, roles, um, and so for. For Afternoon of a Fun, particularly, um, I was not very familiar. I've always done the Robbins repertoire, and it's one of my favorite things to do. Um, But I I was not very familiar with with that piece. Um, Doing the research and watching uh, videos of it was very, very helpful in order to get, because it has such a specific mood and such a specific tone that I wanted to get as close of as as the intention was um, as possible. So that for that that one that one was really hard. Um, it is sort of um, it is it is sort of telling a story, but it also has a lot of abstract uh, vocabulary into it. So um, it's interviews about it, uh, reading um, articles is helpful too. I like to do all kinds of research to get informed about all the possibilities there are out there, so I can just choose my path into interpreting a certain role. Sorry? No, okay. that was not. A, it's just being obsessed, kind of.
0: A bun head is taken from the young female student who wears her hair in a bun and is perceived to be absolutely obsessed with everything having to do with ballet, and it is a pejorative, usually, because it means that you are single track, and not, am I getting close? Yes. There was a question over here. A
1: little extreme, but yes.
0: <laughs> um, when did the rehearsal start for Tears?
1: Well, we, uh, Val choreographed the, the ballet uh, last summer, I can't remember exactly when it was. It was uh, July, August. And uh, he took a process of uh, uh, probably three, three weeks in order to uh, get the steps, get the, skelet- the skeleton of the piece together. And um, he's been fine tuning the piece um, over the last couple of weeks and uh, putting it together in order to get the stamina, the style and kind of solidifying the whole product. And of course, a few days ago, just uh, making that work in conjunction with the sets and the music and everything else to kind of uh, get the final product tonight for you guys.
0: There were a bunch of, okay, here, Terry. Are you painting these days? Yeah. What, um, Hello. she asked if you are painting and that tells us that you must do something on the side besides obsess about ballet.
1: Yes. I. <laughs> I do obsess about a lot of things. Uh, I do paint. Um, I do oil paints, and uh, it's a great uh, outlet as well as dancing. So I mostly do it when I'm when I'm injured, and luckily I haven't injured for a long time. So <laughs> I I haven't really had time. Plus the teaching has uh, been quite hard to fit um, that hobby in, which was becoming quite a passion at some point. Yeah. But Well, I started... He just asked, really, what do I like to paint. Um, I started doing classical paint, realistic classical paint. And uh, as as exercises, I would do figures and uh, landscapes. Um, So I've, I've done quite a few paintings, and the latest one was a commission that I did for Michael McGraw, one of the pianists in the company, of a nude. So... He was very happy about that.
0: The, the classic track there. <laughs> um, I hardly know where to go here. How about here? What was the hardest role for you to do in terms of emotional, physical preparation? The hardest role in terms of both emotional and physical preparation?
1: I would say uh, Onegin a couple of years ago. Um, it was a very um, very exhausting process because it requires a lot of your, your physical energy as well as uh, creating a very, very uh, complicated character. So it was, um, it was a pleasure to dance it of course. It's one of the, the ultimate male roles in the classical repertoire, but the preparation was very... it had to be... I had to bring in my banhead abilities
0: into it. <laughs> focus, focus. We're going to go over here now, all right? Yeah. In terms of just researching and observing, I'm just curious, did you catch any ice dancing? the last couple of So, what about catching the ice dancing, and what did you think?
1: <laughs> yes, I, I, a couple of nights ago, I happened to watch the, I think it was the short program finals, of the men and um, I think it's, it's extreme, it looks extremely graceful but I know from the dancers point of view that the stuff that they do is so hard and requires so much concentration to do it in such a setting because you're not doing it for an audience to enjoy and you know, just to be there and, and live the moment just kind of appreciating the art. It's a competition. So you're trying to show the effortless side of it, combined with this stressful—I'm in a competition with the Russian dude over there who just scored like a nine-point whatever—and then the other uh, Canadian who is like th- just first in the world—and I'm here I am doing my routine. It's like, whoa! <laughs> so I, I would hold yeah. it. <laughs> it's slippery. <laughs> I think I—I is—I mean those guys, man. Yeah. It does, it does seem to be one of the advantage that they have in order to do the quadruple turns in the air and stuff like that, um, but...
0: He's asking about the advantage sorry. of having the ice, which is gives you speed and gives you yeah. distance and space. It would, it would be and, yeah. a, a
1: whole different technique to it, to, mm-hmm. uh, to it that we would probably be very unfamiliar with just because we have you know the resistance of the floor and um, in, a, in a very different way so it would, it would be a whole uh, different ballpark.
0: Does anyone remember a work that Val Canaparoli did any number of years ago and I want to say it was the piece called Slow and he studied ice skating and he uh, incorporated ice dance movement into the choreography.
1: Mm-hmm. I wasn't here for that but I uh-huh. Uh-huh. I do remember uh, hearing, yeah. hearing conversations about it. Yeah,
0: I wish we could go on forever. This is just delightful. I want to, before we actually say goodbye, uh, remind you that um, you can go to the website to catch interviews like this and to find out all sorts of interesting things and to look at video of Reuben for periods and past <laughs> Um, and I hope to see you all very soon at another one of our programs. And now I can say, Ruben, thank you so much. This has been delightful as always. Thank you so much. It's my pleasure. Enjoy Enjoy the the show.